Welcome to College Prep Confidential, empowering your student with the elite tools they need to get accepted to their dream university. Discover test-taking blueprints from Ivy League professionals, financial aid secrets to get more money for school, and mindset tips for a better college future. Now, please welcome your host, Don Sevcik. Welcome to episode four of the College Prep Confidential Podcast. Today, you're going to discover how to use what I call financial aid alchemy to boost your financial aid package. Back in medieval times, scientists and magic men used a process called alchemy. Their goal? Transform salt, lead, and other elements into gold. Now, what is alchemy? Well, alchemy is a magical or seemingly magical process of transformation, creation, or combination. Now, what we want to do is take what the scientists and magic men used back in medieval times and do the same transformation with your money and financial accounts. But instead of turning it into gold, What we're going to do is create more eligibility for financial aid. Now, here's how it works. We'll transform and redefine your financial accounts and your assets into college age eligibility. And this increased eligibility transforms into more college aid for you. Your first question might be, well, Don, Why isn't everybody doing this? And maybe why isn't everybody talking about this? Well, there's a few answers. First, they don't know about it. Second, they might know about it, but they're not sure how to do it. And third, they know how to do it. They know about it, but they just don't have the time to do it. And at the end of the show, I'm going to show you how to get all of this done for you. But first... Let's focus on financial aid alchemy. What we're going to do is perform three-letter alchemy, college funding three-letter alchemy. And I'll get to the three letters of alchemy in just a moment. But first, we need to discuss an equation. This equation determines how much financial aid from college you're eligible for. Now, notice I said eligible, not how much you'll necessarily get, but how much you're eligible for. My goal and our goal together on this episode is to raise your eligibility amount. And to maximize your financial aid, we're going to perform a little trick. And it's lower something to raise something else. And in this episode, you'll learn how lowering one of the numbers a.k.a. financial aid alchemy, and this equation will help you get more financial aid. And these three letters in this equation that I'm about to tell you raise your chance to get more financial aid from colleges. It's known as the expected family contribution, or the three letters that I've been talking about, EFC. EFC is an index number that colleges use to determine how much financial aid you're eligible to receive. 
Now, this EFC is calculated according to a formula established by law, and the information is included in your free application for the federal student aid. You'll hear the term FAFSA. Now, the EFC factors in your family's taxed and untaxed income, assets, and benefits, such as unemployment or security, your family size, and the number of family members who will attend college during the year are also considered. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to see how we can lower EFC. And here's a special note. Your EFC is not the amount of money your family will have to pay for college, and it is not the amount of federal student aid you'll receive. So let's talk about how your EFC affects your financial aid package. Typically, the lower your EFC, the more financial aid you'll be eligible to receive. If you remember earlier in the episode, I said we have to lower something to raise something else. We're going to lower EFC in any way possible. But for this episode, we're going to use financial aid alchemy. By lowering EFC, we're going to raise your eligibility to get more financial aid. And what we're going to look at is your financial need, which is found by subtracting your EFC from the given school you're looking at's cost of attendance, or COA. The COA is typically made up of tuition, books, supplies, transportation, room, and board. And so here's the, here's the equation for financial need. It's COA minus EFC equals FN. COA, again, is the cost of attendance. EFC is expected financial need. I'm sorry. EFC, FN is financial need. EFC is expected family contribution. Now, the financial alchemy that we want to perform is if we lower EFC and do nothing else, FN or financial E, financial need goes up. So even if you have enough in savings to pay for college, even if you have a high net worth compared to most Americans, so let's say you have two, three, four hundred K in assets, it's still smart to fill out the FAFSA form because you're still eligible for financial need if you get your EFC down. Not a lot of people are talking about this. The biggest mistake, the deadly assumption that people make, especially people with 200, 300, 400K in assets, is I'm not eligible for financial need. And nothing could be further from the truth. And it all starts with the FAFSA. And what you're going to do is fill it out every year after doing your taxes when you're thinking about going to college. The earlier, the better. Now, the key here is the biggest mistake people make for not maximizing their financial aid is how they arrange their money, how they move the money to certain accounts. And this, my friends, is financial aid alchemy. We're going to get to how and where we move the money in a moment. But first, let's cover the cost of attendance one more time. It's tuition, fees, on-campus room and board. 
We're not going to focus on the cost of attendance, but it's important you know this because different colleges have a different cost of attendance. What we want to do is pull the lever and the equation to lower EFC. And EFC, by the way, is the minimum amount the government feels you can afford to pay based on your income, and here's the other keyword, assets, and your child's income and assets. Yes, my friends, if your child who's going to college is working or making money in some way, the government looks at that money too. So what we need to do is move or rearrange both parent money and the child's money. But the trick becomes, no matter what your net worth is, how do we lower EFC? Lowering EFC comes from making money vanish from one account or classification and moving it to another account. Now, when I say the word vanish, some of you might be thinking, well, Don, is this legal? Can I, can I really do this? The answer is yes, it's perfectly legal. Your financial need has to do with certain assets you have, but not all assets. So let's look on lowering the EFC. Since most students are dependents of one or more parents, we're going to assume that the student does not qualify as an independent. So what we want to do is shrink the EFC amount. And this is how we're going to use financial aid alchemy to shrink our EFC. I mentioned the student because the way the student's income comes in will affect how much financial aid you're eligible for. So let's, let's look at the four parts of the EFC formula. It's going to consider the following four sources. 22% to 47% of the parent's income plus 5.64% of the parent's assets plus 50% of the student's income over a certain threshold. And at the time of this recording, it's $6,420 plus 20% of the student's assets. So that is what EFC is looking for. So here's the financial alchemy we want to perform. We want to lower at least one or more of those four sources I just told you. And when we do that, we lower the EFC. When we lower the EFC, you raise your potential financial aid. Potential meaning eligibility. And here's the best part. When you raise your potential financial aid, you increase the amount of money which goes right back into your pockets. So step one, you need to lower your income in the base year. The base year of income on which financial aid is calculated comes from the calendar year two years prior to the academic year for which your student is applying for aid. And this is why it's so important to become informed about financial aid years before your child is a junior or senior in high school. The key word is get a head start. You see, back in the old days of alchemy, when they were turning lead and salt into gold or trying, the magicians and the wiser heads got an early start on this before anybody else knew about it. And you need to embrace the same strategy to lower your income in the base year. So you may make, you may average, you may make on average 100K a year. 
But if you start focusing on this when your child is a freshman or a sophomore, on how you can move the money around, it's going to affect how much financial aid you have. The 100 k is not the important part. What's important is where the money is moved and stored. Now, remember earlier when I said we had to lower something to raise something else? Well, here's a powerful strategy many parents overlook, reducing their parent income. If you can reduce your parent income, it's eight times more effective than reducing your parent assets. See, since student assets are assessed at 20% on the FAFSA, students can and should move assets out of their name. How do we do this? Well, contribute to your Roth IRA. Parents can pay mortgages from their assets. But you need to start focusing on reducing EFC in the sophomore year. Don't wait. Now, here's a good strategy to embrace. Avoid artificial increases in income. What do I mean by artificial increases above and beyond your regular salary? Well, capital gains distributions, retirement plan distributions, exercising your stock options, bonuses, gifts, and distributions from a qualified education benefit, a 529 college savings plan, prepaid tuition plan, or Coverdell education savings account that is not parent-owned. Now, whether it's students or parents, let's talk about sheltering assets. What we need to do to perform financial aid alchemy is understand the difference between reportable and non-reportable assets. To perform financial aid alchemy, we want to shift more to the non-reportable assets side. Here's the key to financial aid alchemy. Get your money out of reportable assets starting in freshman or sophomore year of high school and into non-reportable assets. Think of it as a magic trick where a magician's on stage and they have two boxes with velvet cloths sitting over them. On the one side is your reportable assets and on the other side is your non-reportable assets. What we want to do is wave our magic wand And when the velvet cloths get pulled back, the money is moved as much as possible out of reportable assets and into non-reportable assets. So let's walk through the reportable assets, what you get analyzed for, for college aid, cash, bank accounts, including checking, savings, and CDs, brokerage accounts, money market accounts, Stocks, bonds, hedge funds, commodities, precious metals, college savings plans, which we covered, businesses, investment farms, real estate, trust funds, and emergency funds. Now, those are the main reportable assets. What can we move the money to to get it into non-reportable assets? How do we wave our magic wand and move the money? Well, the first The first piece is your principal place of residence. For example, your strategy might be to buy the house, let it appreciate, wait till your kid gets financial aid, and then sell it afterwards. Another non-reportable asset, family farms. Another non-reportable asset, small businesses owned and controlled by your family. Retirement plans like 401k, 403b, pensions, annuities, Roth IRAs, Here's a strategy 
that not many people are talking about, max out your retirement contributions. Why do I say that? Because what's already in your retirement accounts does not count against you. So get the money in there early, get it there often. This is another powerful non-reportable asset. Another one, life insurance policies like cash value or whole life. And personal possessions like cars, boats, and other toys that mom and dad like to buy. This is another strategy we've used to help our higher net worth clients. Lower their EFC and get more financial aid. And here's another simple trick. Take your cash and pay down your debt. Now, when you do this, you serve two powerful purposes. First, you reduce your debt. And second, you reduce your reportable assets. And by doing so, we move the money from one box to another. And the other box, it's not counted against you. Earlier, we touched on student income and student assets. It's better for a parent to save for college in the parent's name than in the student's name. Why? Because 20% of the student's assets is counted versus 5.65% for the parent's. We're just performing simple financial aid alchemy. Now, most of this episode, I've covered where to move the money. But here's another trick that involves time. And I like to call it the mama bird secret to financial aid alchemy. As you've probably heard the old saying, the early bird gets the worm. To get more financial aid eligibility and get more money in your pocket, File your FAFSA forms early. Believe it or not, this is one of the best ways to maximize your financial aid package. File early. Why? Because some schools, and as the time of this recording, it's seven states, this may change. So Illinois, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vermont, and Washington award aid money on a first-come first serve basis until the funds are depleted. Now consider this. If you and nine other people were running a race and you knew the money gets distributed based on who gets there first, but you could start at any time, wouldn't you want to wake up and start as early as possible and get a head start above your competition? Of course you would. Now the question becomes, Don, why isn't everybody talking about this? Again, as I discussed earlier in the episode about EFC, it works like this. Some people know, some people don't. Some people know and do it. Other people know and don't do it. And here's another secret of financial aid alchemy. By getting educated about these tricks and more, you put yourself ahead of the pack. And the people at the head of the pack get the most financial aid. Now, Speaking of getting ahead of the pack, with sticker prices of top schools approaching $200,000, minimizing your EFC to maximize your potential need is essential. And I know I've covered a lot in this episode, and there's more that you can do to minimize your EFC. You see, FAFSA forms can be difficult. The errors on the forms will cost you. And if you remember earlier in the show, I told you I'd reveal a way for you to do all of this, to learn more financial aid secrets, and even, if you decide, have somebody do it all for you. And when I say do it all for you, I mean fill out the forms, maximize your financial aid, 
do all the tips and tricks to get the most money in your pocket, help you get better grades, and help you ease your way for college prep. Now, I've put all of this together in a free presentation at cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com. And the training is called How to Beat Colleges at Their Own Game. If you need help from certified college funding experts using our proprietary holistic approach, check out the free training I put together for you at cpcshow.com. Now, this training walks you through more tips and tricks, as well as cover the ones we mentioned on the show to maximize financial aid, including where to put your assets, how to move money so you maximize financial aid, as well as other shortcuts, tips, and tricks for your college prep journey. Now, one of the families we helped, which you'll learn about on this training, saved $30,000 on college. Now, I want you to stop and imagine for a moment what you could do with an extra $30,000 in your bank account. Shopping trips, cars, vacations, upgrades to your home and your life. What I wanted to do in this training, I want the colleges to pay you so you can keep more of your money. Now, you might be asking, Don, why are you doing this free training? Because I know how ruthless competition is to get into college nowadays. I also know that the more financial aid you get, the more money you get to keep in your pocket for the things you want to have in your life while your son or your daughter gets into their dream school. And if you like this free training, then you may want additional help and additional guidance through my company for a full college planning session. But if not, you still get the free valuable information. And that's why I put this training together to build our relationship to help you maximize financial aid and minimize problems when getting into college. So one more time for that free training, that's cpcshow.com. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. That's all for this episode of College Prep Confidential. To discover how to give your student a better future by increasing financial aid, improving test scores, and reducing stress, visit our website at cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com.